Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. We are here part two with Alex Garzero. We are going to be talking about thoughts that produce income. In our last episode, we were talking about, I guess, what you could coin the archetypes of imposter syndrome. There's uh, five different archetypes, and uh, each one of us is allowing them to narrate our life. So if you feel like you're not maximizing your full potential, perhaps in your relationships, in your responsibilities, in your faith, in your finances, this is going to be a, a very valuable podcast for you. Alex, are you ready to do part two? Yes, let's do this. Let's just give them a quick recap. Uh, if someone has missed part one, what are the first three archetypes that commonly show up for uh individuals now in yours and I's relationship, we're working with entrepreneurs. So this is really showing up in challenges to either start, grow or scale a business. And even dealing with these at one point in your journey, they can show up again and again. So let's let's just do a recap of the three archetypes of imposter syndrome. If you're suffering from imposter syndrome, this episode is for you. We want to help normalize what you're experiencing and we want to give you actionable advice that you can utilize to start to break behavioral cha- uh, behavioral patterns that are likely not serving you and i think this is going to be really eye-opening and really awesome so let's dive in alex what are our three that are maybe our listeners missed but let's get them caught up to speed then we'll dive into the two new ones today let's do it so the first one we talked about was perfectionism perfectionism tends to cause perfectionist paralysis where it stops you from actually going out and putting your work or doing your work in the world. So it could be something as simple as, oh, my website's missing a page. Oh, my grammar is not great. Oh, put out a book and you admire them. So you're not going to put your book out because there's in your head, the story you're telling yourself is it's better. So that's perfectionism. Then we have the soloist tends to want to do everything on their own. And it can actually be handicapping them from actually building a team and scaling their business because they're so used to doing everything on their own. And in their head, the story that they're telling themselves is that they, no one else can do it as good as they, they do it. So they might as well just do it. So even let's say hiring somebody to a virtual assistant. The first thought that can go through your mind is, oh, I'm going to have to train them. It's so long to train them. Like I can just, by the time I train them, I could just do it myself. Mm. Yeah. But in order for you to grow, we definitely need to make sure that we're bringing people along who are better at certain aspects in our business. Because when we are in our creative genius, we thrive. And when we Mm. try to take on too much, we tend to have this weight over us and it causes stress and anxiety and it can almost make you feel like, why bother? 
And then the third one we talked about was natural genius. So natural genius has a tendency to say things like, oh, there's no way that I can show up on a live because I don't really know as much as so when it comes to weight loss. So then they don't even do IG lives or stories or things like that because they're fearful of maybe miscommunication, like uh, misstating, oh, this is a chin up versus a pull up. Things that are just very Hmm. small, but to them feel very big. And so we create this big story in in our head of how people are going to perceive us if we come off wrong or we don't have the answer. Yeah, I was sharing with you that having struggled to get 60s and 70s in university, I consider myself some, I would say my archetype around imposter syndrome would be natural genius, where I lived with a lot of really super smart guys that seemed to just, the books came naturally for them. Despite going to the, you know, same classes, same library, I felt like I put in the same amount of effort that they did, but somehow their grades reflected differently in that. I don't know why that ruffled my feathers for so long, but it definitely, one, it drove me to be good at something that I knew I wasn't good at, which was education, like like formal education. And maybe that's why entrepreneurship was always calling my name. And I built a brand around being real and raw. But what happened when I got my business up to over seven figures was you can build a seven figure business on a lot of hustle and a lot of muscle, but to start getting to where we're now heading now to the eight figure level, you need data, you need operations, you need infrastructure. These are things that I would not consider myself a natural genius at. And that's why I honestly feel that's where, why I've hung out at the seven figure level for quite a while, probably longer than some of my other friends. You just, I don't know, maybe they didn't have the natural genius imposter syndrome. So they just, they figured out the data. They figured out how to hire the operations engineer. They figured out how to let go quicker. And so this is very valuable for me to hear. I'm okay, this is just showing up because, and you had some insights on how to handle that by saying, hey, I'm not good at this, but I am good at this, which is why I'm going to be handing this off. And uh, we could go deep diving on each one of these. With our time today, I'd love to dive into the next two. What's the fourth type of uh, archetype of imposter syndrome? So the fourth one is expert. An expert is what people term the know-it-all. And it's very intimidating to be in a room with people who are successful because almost makes you feel inadequate or almost less than. And that's where that expert imposter syndrome comes in. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be in this room because I don't know enough to be in this room. But in reality, that's the exact room that you should be in because that's the room that's going to help you grow. But that expert imposter syndrome with the story that it's telling ourselves really removes us from the rooms that we should be in. And now we're not able to truly grow or learn or move forward because we're in that comfort state of protection. And we covered that a little bit on our last episode of how our body is naturally created as a safety net for us. And anytime it realizes that we're in a same situation, very similar to a childhood experience that cause us to feel a certain way that we didn't like, it automatically will red flag it, put us into flight or flight mode, and then we'll decide on which one of those we're gonna do. And usually it's flight. If we haven't held ourselves or healed ourselves from the experience that we're actually comparing it to. Got it. So expert, give me an example of, let's look at, don't name anybody, but maybe where it's shown up and maybe somebody we've worked with that 
that expert shows up quite a bit. So experts essentially, like unless you've got sufficient initials behind your name, unless you've got, could expertise even show up unless I've got ripped six pack abs. I, I'm not you know qualified to teach on this. Um, unless I've been published in multiple publications, then I shouldn't be speaking up about this. If I'm not a doctor, but I have extensive research, self-research myself, and it may be an experience working with a child. If you're helping them make parents keep their kids off medications or something, you really are qualified to speak to this, but you're not a doctor. This is what expert is. You're not, you don't have the traditional titles that so essentially you're allowing, I don't know, fake gatekeepers hold you back, which maybe is that accurate? Yeah, you can say that or you know, a different perspective and mentality based off of childhood experience. Maybe you were raised in a family that was all about going to school and being the doctor, but you weren't called to do that. Like you just didn't feel in alignment with that. So you chose an, entre- an entrepreneurship route. But in that route, maybe you're a spiritual coach, but you're not willing to open up to be that spiritual coach because um, people want you to have or in your head you're telling your, yourself the story that people want you to have these certificates in order to be qualified oh, gotcha. to actually speak on this so we can go wow. into the fitness round too a lot of fitness people will actually hold themselves back from investing in masterminds and growth and understanding the strategies to actually push them forward because they don't feel ready as far as like their body isn't ideal in what is classified according to society as that high expert in the field of fitness so that does come into the six pack and the rip backs and the shoulders. So who am I to be selling a $1,500 program if I don't look like the cover model? Wow. Yeah. So there's a bit of, okay, I want to look the part, which is normal, which you should. We're not saying not to, but to the extent of what it costs them is that they never connect with anybody. Exactly. So you can almost make a case for that being to a level selfish because mm-hmm. you're feeling like you may get exposed, you may get called out. And here's the funny thing. You're going to get called out anyways. Oh yeah. (laughs) If you're too big, if you're too big, you're going to get accused of steroids. If you're too curvy, you're going to get accused of butt implants. If you're too good looking, you're going to get accused of good genetics. So guess what? You're going to get accused any (laughs) anyways. So you might as well just go for it. People are going to find something to harp on about you Anyways, oh, if you've got every certificate here, okay, I could go all day on this. You get uh, a, a certain degree. Oh, that university's not uh, mm-hmm. that that university's not reputable. Oh, you only have your master's and not your PhD. You can't win. There's always going to be somebody who's got more initials behind their name. There's always going to be somebody who's bigger, somebody who's more articulate. There's always going to be somebody who has. It's the thing that you think will make you immediately qualified. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with this? How do I manage this? So the first thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to step outside of the circle that you're in because the circle that you're in is actually feeding this story of needing the certificate, needing this and that. And one of the best ways to actually shift the mindset that you have right now of having to be the expert and having to know it all and having to have all these certificate is to experience it, to understand that what you are doing as a person is actually needed to fuel and feed this world in your realm. 
But an expert, if we're going to go into the realm of certificates and stuff like that, it's again, comes back to comparison mode and perfectionist. So there might be a little perfectionist with this expert mentality coming mm -hmm. in. And so if we deep dive into this, it could more than likely stem from a childhood experience coming up. Like I was talking about the, the parents having that mindset of go to school, get a job, work a nine to five, get your unemployment, get your retirement set up, make sure to have that beautiful house, make sure yeah. to have everything paid off, be that white picket fence family. Is that still a thing, <laughs> white picket fence? <laughs> I'll <laughs> um, if not, it'll be around forever. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's usually what creeps in with an expert is that kind of upbringing usually. And so when we can identify that it's okay to break this cycle and understand that the reason behind your parents wanting this for you is because in their lifetime, that was security and safety. And again, our bodies are naturally made for that safety. Hmm. They want us to be safe. So your parents want you to be safe. And so they're trying to teach you what they know. We only know what we know. We don't know anything else. So until and put yourself into a position where you can learn something else, then you're never going to understand anything else. Hmm. And so that's why the, the whole premise of that is to surround yourself with a different maybe mentor or different group of friends who are moving towards that direction that make you uncomfortable. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, that was scary for my parents when I ventured into the world of entrepreneurism because I was going down a path no one in my family had ever pursued. So what they did see, though, my dad was a teacher and they both had formal education. And my mom was a French teacher as well. My dad was a, what kind of teacher was my dad? A history teacher, maybe? But they both came from formal education. So they had that experience to support why it was valuable for me to go to university and they saw the path that this could result in getting a high school physical education job and have my summers off and probably make, I don't know, 50, 60 K a year. And maybe after 10, 15, 20 years, you get a 85, 90 K. Maybe there's a pension in there as well. They saw that as a viable path. So when I said, I want to be a personal trainer, a what? <laughs> Every personal trainer they knew had two or three jobs. <laughs> so like I realized that, huh, maybe they're right. I had to like, I, I had to, there is a level of having to make my parents believe and that's okay. Like it was okay that they felt this way and I didn't have to hold it against them. Oh. It wasn't, they weren't bad parents. They were just simply expert comes from qualifications that you invest a lot of money into. Now you're prepared to enter the real world and be paid a salary or have a career. So I realized that, yeah, I don't know if this is what I want to sign up for though. And this can keep showing up though, when you want to communicate, impact more people. Like I want to connect with more and more people. I'm going to talk about how this might be showing up in my own life. I want to connect with certain people. I want to bring certain people on my podcasts. All right. But they're too big. I'm not, I can't talk to them yet because I'm not on their level financially. Oh, that person doesn't have the time of day for me. Why? I can't invite that guy on my podcast. I'm like so much small. I'm just like this little guy and they've done all of this. And it starts to show up in all sorts of weird ways. Oh, I can't partner with this person. I can't message that person. Oh, I'm so like, how, how do you just crush through these fears that, 
I can't do this. I can't do that because they're further ahead and I need to get to this level. And then I'm qualified to message them and then they'll respect me. It's like finding your identity and all the wrong crap. Yeah. So I love that you brought this up because it's major. And these thought processes actually start to create stress and anxiety within ourselves because we want so badly internally to be on this level and to have these people on our podcast and, and we're looking in the future, right? So there's two things that I'm going to talk about here. And it's one, identifying that no person is on a different playing field, regardless of income level. Income level is based off the quality in which you decide. Some A human can be just as extremely happy making $50,000 a year as someone making $50 million a year. It's not the, the level in which making money. It's the level in which you visually see yourself in the now. One thing that I would suggest doing is to go to your journal. Which I love journaling. I believe our thoughts need to be put out so we can visually see them and measure them. And ask yourself two questions. How am I like them? And write all the aspects in which you're like them. How am I not like them? And the ways that you're not like them are the ways that you can help them. Hmm. Does that make sense? So that's one thing. You don't have to bring people value in terms of what you think is the only thing that's important to them. It's actually how I connected with Evan Pagan. Evan Pagan was one of my early day mentors. I'd fly out to California to his three-day guru masterminds. They were three to five day events. They went from early morning to late night, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And I remember wanting to have build a relationship with Eben Pagan. And he was talking about exercise, his routines. And I saw this opportunity to exercise. He used the term exercise. So I use the term exercise. I hate the term exercise. <laughs> that <laughs> you're hearing a bodybuilder use the term exercise. Don't use that word. You know, but I said, Hey, Evan, I'd love to help you with your exercise routine. And I met him in the hotel lobby and we went to the, uh, a gym before he spoke to over 500 people and I worked out with him one-on-one and that was my in. My in was helping him with his fitness. And I'll save that story for another day, but it was quite the questions he was asking me about. I was asking him, so what's your routine? Like I, I got to share it now. And he'd tell me, I'm doing five push-ups uh, a day. I'm doing three pull-ups and I'm walking up the stairs. And then I do that once a day. And I'm, okay. I said, we should do that a second time, like a second set. And he goes, a second set? <laughs> I, said, I said, a second set. He goes, a second set. I said, yeah, we're going to do it a second time. He goes, wow, a second set. And I'm like, Wow. Here I am intimidated by this guy, yet me bringing the idea of a second set to his exercise mm-hmm. routine was like groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, how are you, yep. how do you not know this? He's like, a second set. Yeah. Wow, a second set. I'm like, that was the value I brought to his life, teaching him the concept of a second set. Because what's common sense to us is not common sense to others. However, we feel it is because it's common sense to us. And we live it every day in and out. So it feels like the world should know exactly what we know. But in reality, they don't. And so when you understood, hey, I could help him in this aspect, that's the way that you're not like him. And you were able to scale him on another level, which then brought you into his world in which you wanted to be in. Yeah, so I, I love that story. The so, second thing. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I cut you off already. Sorry, I'll save my story. Keep going. Um, I don't want to move on because this is going to be the second part to the next thing. So okay. if you want to continue I, on that. I want to just, la- yeah, let me just land this home because 
what we're saying here is that a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome because they don't feel like they have certain expert status. Mm -hmm. When I was building my muscle building business, there was elements of my arsenal, if you will, that I was very good at going on camera and demonstrating like really crazy feats of strength was not something I did. It's not how I built my brand. There's guys like Bradley Martin and all these guys that do, they've built their brands on doing crazy things on camera. That's not what I could do or nor did I do. And I didn't let that hold me back. It's like, I said, what is my strength? One of the things I was good at was just being real and raw. And that was what I played to my I played that up, being real and raw, being real and raw. And people love Vince. He's like, yeah, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the strongest guy, but he's real. And that was something I owned. And that was something I brought to the table. So what we're telling everybody today is that bring something to the table that you can own and let that compensate for whatever you think is like something not up to par. And this is how you grow. And even with my, you know, seven figure mastermind, there's certain things that I am very good at. I would consider myself the best at when it comes to starting, growing and scaling an online fitness business. Do I crush every single, I can teach you operations, but do I have the most detailed SOP progress system in the world? No, but it'll be good enough for you. And I'm okay saying that because what you'll get instead will put you into a position to hire someone who can do that for you anyway. So being aware that you're not an expert actually is a bit of an advantage because you can double down on other things that will draw you in. So I just, I, I, it pains me to see people not just letting something like this mm -hmm. hold them back. So that's all I wanted to say to that. Yeah, no, I love that you brought that up because here's what happens with an expert is that they think they need to reinvent the wheel and mm. come out with things that are new and exciting and Im improve on something else that has already been invented. And in reality, they just need to bring themselves with that idea. Because even though it's an idea that has already been out there, or even if it's let's go with motivational quotes and things like that, even though it's been out there, it hasn't been said by you and your experience in which you were raised and how everything that you went through makes you different. And mm -hmm. With you saying it, there's going to be a different definition with that meaning. So you don't have, you didn't that. have to bring anything new. You just said two sets and he was mind blown yeah. and it was, you didn't reinvent the wheel. There was nothing different there, but you put yourself in a position to be vulnerable and to say, let me help you. This is what I know at this moment in time. And this is how I'm going to help you. So I'll segment into the second part, which is you have to live within the present and not live in the future, you don't know who you are in the future. And so one thing that I say is love where you are while working towards where you want to be. So it's great to have ambition. However, mm. we've never been in the future. So how can we tell ourselves to wait because we want to be this expert and learn more and reinvent the wheel and do all these things when we really have all the tools that we need right now, we are who we are and we are truly capable at this moment in time we might as well go ahead and put ourselves in that position to move forward with that. And then that future actually becomes what we want it to be because we decided it was at that moment in, in present time. I love that. Yeah. The greatest gift you can give the world. Guess what the greatest gift you can give the world is, Alex? What is it? 
I gotta. I, I when, we, when you build it up like that, you think it's gonna be something else. But what do you guys? What do y'all think? What do you think is the greatest gift? What is the greatest gift you can give the entire world? Be yourself. Yeah, be the best version of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. That's the greatest gift you can be. You can give the entire world. Bless others with what God's blessed you with. That's it's that simple. So. Listen, I would love to hear this fifth one. So we've talked about number four. Let's talk about the fifth archetype of imposter syndrome. Mm, the fifth one, the Superman slash Superwoman yep, imposter syndrome. Got to be politically syndrome. correct. You got to be good politically. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I do. I got to make sure. Um, and this one is all about going that extra mile, right? A thousand percent all the time, making sure everything gets done. Basically, we'll end up criticizing ourselves because we couldn't do as much as so. And that's why our business isn't where we need it to be, because we can't do as much as they do, because we don't know as much as they know. That's the Superman syndrome, Superwoman syndrome, too. And so what happens is we start to again, cause anxiety within ourselves, cause stress within ourselves. Now we're going into paralysis mode where we're not moving forward, but it's not about a thousand percent because what I want to bring to your attention is if I'm running a business and let's say Vince is running a business, but Vince has five employees and I have zero employees. That yeah. means I only have 24 hours in the day. That means Vince has his 24 hours plus the 24 hours of the five employees that he has. So therefore, he has more time in the day to execute things than I do. And that comes down to also like the soloist syndrome because I'm operating in a soloist mentality where I'm not hiring anybody like Vince did. Mm. And so that's causing me to have the Superman syndrome of, okay, I got to do more. I got to be more. I got to be on all the time. You're never off. And it's like a thousand percent when in reality, and I know we, we did a training in this, but when we did the training, I was so excited with the seals because I've been saying this for so long to my clients is that 80% when you're in school is still an A, like you're still passing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, still it's passing. okay. Yeah, you're still passing, right? You're not going to flunk the class, 80% is still passing. So if you're giving yourself, and at that, I learned that 60% is still passing, but we'll go with 80%. 80% yeah. is still passing. And that's the amount of effort that you want to give anything because giving anything at 100% is going to be exhausting and burnout mode. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, we learned something great from our Navy SEAL. You remember what he shared with us, what 80% capacity equals? Go ahead and share it. Full capacity. Yep. Yeah, full capacity. When you're at 80%, that's full capacity because you have to look at, without getting too deep here, it's actually quite simple to be honest. You need margin in your life as well. If you have no margin in your life, then you're not able to rest, recover, reflect, etc. These are the things that keep the batteries going. To go 100%, it's not, unless you're an Olympic championship meet, you, even marathon runners never train at 100%. They train at 80%. They don't actually do the whole distance until the actual race. So they always leave a little in the tank. So there's something to that. And just understanding like capacity, right? What an interesting concept. It's not a sexy concept, but to appreciate your capacity, right? Yeah. What am I doing comparing myself to a guy that has an organization with 80, 80 individuals? 
I remember, yeah, when I heard about Dan Locke's rise, they went from 100,000 subscribers to over a million subscribers uh, on YouTube in under a year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with us? Why can't we do that? How's he doing that? And then I found out he's got a team of 80 people working out at the same house. I'm like, I don't have a team of 80 people completely loyal to me. Had to put things in context. Now I can use that to inspire me. Absolutely. I'm like, don't let that stuff inspire you. Let that stuff open your mind to see what's possible. But don't let that don't let that be the thing that makes you feel like, oh, I'm not Superman. Nor not he's not Superman either. He's actually working smarter. He's actually not working harder. He's actually working smarter. He's thinking differently. He's thinking and he's acting differently. So it's interesting. So I don't have to be Superman. You're saying, I don't have to be. No, I have to think different. I have to act different. Interesting. Okay. Super. Every once in a while, you need to be Superman, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Superman reminds me of the word grind. And anybody who knows my past <laughs> knows that I am grind babe that is my trade one of my trademarks grind babe my brand um my fitness brand was the grind body shop like it's all about the grind right that was that superwoman mentality like always on and it's really very difficult to operate on that because when you're always on you're constantly in your cycle and you're basically staying in that cycle Hmm. so you can't actually see what needs to actually move you forward because you're stuck in a cycle of grind all the time. So I say, let's get in alignment for our grind, right? We need to be in alignment in what our vision is to make sure that we're on our grind. And that's exactly in the same concept of what you're saying. Like he works smarter, not harder. Okay. You're saying like grind in the right direction. So grind in the right direction, but grind is like the thousand percent, thousand miles an hour. That's what we're trying to do. Giving a thousand percent. That's the grind. That's that grind mentality. But if you only have grind mentality, then you're missing the alignment mentality. So you can never get into alignment with your full vision if you're stuck in a grind because the grind will only keep you in the cycle in which you're in. But if you're building, you can't stay in that grind. You have to move to the next grind. Oh, I gotcha. So gotcha. there's different levels of grind, but in order to get to every level, you have to make sure that the alignment's there so that you have the full capacity, like you were saying, to actually move to that level and grind in that area and then grind in the next area and then grind in the next area. I got you. So originally when I was a one-man show, it was just me doing everything, but then you start to grind and learning how to hire your first super assistant, learning how to train them, how to let go of authority, how to delegate responsibility, how to have harder conversations. Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of grind. And then you have to and so you're constantly yeah, you're shifting. Yeah, you're going to go through seasons and you're going to need new strategies for each of those seasons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Then- Superman comes in in different parts. So we got to watch out for Superman and Superwoman coming in. Yeah. Okay. So essentially Superwoman, just to wrap this up, it's like when you, it's the belief that you need to do everything or you have to have the capabilities to. Uh, so it's the um, belief that you need to achieve everything. So achieve your mission. So it's, yeah. Operating at a thousand percent with one vision in mind, tunnel focused, which is great. However, if you've ever been an entrepreneur, you know that there's no singularity path. 
the path is very windy, which is why we talk about that cushion, right? The 80-20 rule, if you want to call it. So 80% is full capacity in which you're operating, and then you need that 20% cushion. You need that cushion because the road as an entrepreneur is going to be windy. So operating at a thousand percent is gonna like, you know, propel you forward, which is great, but it's not necessarily gonna be great if you're not in alignment with your vision anymore because you're gonna grow. So how you were talking about, okay, when I was a solo entrepreneur, I had this vision. But then when I wanted to become the seven figure, have a seven figure business, I needed this vision. That's where the 20% cushion comes in. So now you're on this level of grind and not this one. Whereas Superman will keep us just on a single path. And then that path starts to burn us out. We feel very overwhelmed. We feel stressed. And then we want, we're starting to criticize ourselves. And then it's, you just quit. Okay. Gotcha. So you're trying to hustle and muscle like for too long, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Too got long it. in the same cycle. Too long in this. I got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you're trying to hustle and muscle too long in the same cycle. It's, it's okay to hustle and muscle to learn how to do your graphics at the beginning, mm -hmm. but after you start growing, listen, you got to get rid of this task, right? You got to hustle and muscle now learning how to find people who can do this for you. Then you got to hustle and muscle learning how to hold these people accountable. Then you got to hustle and muscle learning how to, got it. Okay. So it's directing your strength in the wrong direction, which ends yep. up. It's no, we need you to use your strength in a new direction now. Yes. That's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that, that's a, this is an interesting one to discuss. Hey, listen, this has been super helpful. It's been super insightful. Alex, I got to ask you, where do you fall on the archetypes? Oh, man. The funny which, part which is. One, which, one, which one gets you? Yeah. Which I one's, which one's been... narrating your life that we need to hold you accountable to? Currently, I am probably more of the soloist currently but i can tell you from experience that i have experienced every single one of these mm -hmm. and i think that's why they came to me so clearly is because i personally have experienced every single one of them and have that understanding of what's happening within the mindset the physiologically the body all of that when it comes to operating yourself in life and in business but currently if i had to choose one i would say the soloist <laughs> god and i know in our part one you shared a bit about where that rooted from and uh mm -hmm. we recommend that everybody goes back and listen to part one of our conversation on the uh five archetypes of imposter syndrome alex that was super helpful and looking forward to more of your work being shared on this subject matter as well with our students for those of that know alex is our executive coach for six figure coach she also coaches a tremendous amount of our members in the seven figure mastermind and uh, her specialty is getting people into that six figure level. And a part of the process is sometimes having these conversations to find out, kids, listen, we got your strategies. We've got the tactics. How come, why aren't you implementing? And there might be a bit of a block. So these aren't like, these aren't the like, good news. Everyone is that this stuff is easy to overcome once you're aware of it. And you're like, oh, this is what I'm up against. This is where it came from. And then we start giving you some new action steps to break old behavioral habits, behavioral patterns, and start rewiring some new behavioral patterns that show you that this isn't who owns you. This identity 
doesn't own you. All right. Mm -hmm. You can, it can be a part of your story. It can be a beautiful part of your story. In fact, which inspires, this is the best part. You'll be able to inspire other people by sharing, Hey, this is what I struggle with too. And I'm working on this myself. And that's why none of us are perfect. We're all working on it together. For those who come into our world, the best fitness business coaching program in the world, nothing comes close. You will uh, see why. Our coaching program is rapidly growing and our members are scaling faster than anybody else. I know we do we do some work under the hood. If you're not ready to do any work under the hood, it might not be for you, but we'll also show you how to hit the gas, use the steering wheel, hit the brakes when you need to and get the car where you want to go. Alex, thanks so much. Where can people get in touch with you? So I hang out on Instagram primarily. So at Alex Garzaro and then at alexgarzaro.com as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, this is your chance now to pay it forward. Take a screenshot of this podcast and uh, share it on your social stories. Tag Alex, tag myself, and uh, let's do a double blessing today. You've been blessed, and let's do a double blessing and bless somebody else who would benefit from what we shared today. And uh, we really appreciate your attention. We appreciate your support. Uh, this podcast is getting close to uh, 50,000 downloads a month, which is pretty cool. It's 3 x in the last couple months. I'm looking forward to continue to serve you and support you and bringing on incredible people and guests who can uh, help support your vision. And until then, we will see you next time. Ciao, ciao, everyone. And that's it for this episode. If you want to hang out with more serious online fitness coaches who are starting, growing, or scaling profitable online fitness businesses, then you're going to want to head on over to vincedelmonte.ca forward slash group, where I do a free weekly training on the smartest and easiest way to build a high ticket fitness empire in less time. This is my free Facebook group. And this is where all the deep dive, amazing, instantly implementable advice gets dropped that you're not going to want to miss. And thank you for listening to the Vince Del Monte podcast. And if you're getting value from the show, please subscribe and leave a five star review over on iTunes. And if you like to get yourself three free samples of the world's only all-day energy pre-workout preload, leave a review on iTunes, screenshot it, and send it to my blue verified account on Instagram. All you got to do is go to at Vince Del Monte, send it on over. We'll get your address and we'll ship three free samples to your front door to give you all-day energy. Just as a little token of my appreciation for supporting the show and getting the word out there. We'll see you next time.